What's up, Grinders? This is Dan Gasper, Mr. Tuttle 05. No heary, heary, heary this week because the old soccer Dave is not with us. Praise the Lord. All right. In his place, we have the people, or we have the man people have been clamoring for, Sammy Reed. Sammy Reed at, or at Sammy Reed FI, going with the Fantasy Insiders logo, or uh, Twitter handle still. And then we also have Peter Overzets. Uh, how are you fellas doing? Doing good. Sammy has just monstrous shoes to fill today. No soccer, Dave, no Davis, but he's in to, uh, to play both of those roles. So we do expect Titans poems and lots of hot takes today, Sammy. I can, I can, I can bone that out. We're, we're really sad to miss Davis Maddock. Uh, he says he's sick, man, but I, I don't believe that. I think Bitcoin's just up like 10% <laughs> and he's on vacation. He's, he's, he's out balling. Yeah. What's, what's it uh, past 50 K Davis realized he doesn't have to submit a time card for at least another year. <laughs> yeah, so Davis is too rich for us, apparently. And Kitchen is obviously hiding because his Titans lost to the Jags. Just absolutely embarrassing. Really um, tough. And they're probably, they're probably going to lose to the Jags this weekend, too. It is way too convenient. Kitchen, like, what's the deal? He's on vacation. He's multiple vacations when the Titans are just complete dust. How how does that work out for him? Apparently didn't want to tout Nick Nick Westbrook, Akini, <laughs> or however the heck you say it. Um, but yeah, so we're going to have a fun show, probably not a whole lot of NFT talk. So for those of you that turn in to, to listen to NFTs and soccer Dave pump his mooncat bags, it's not going to happen this week, unfortunately. It's tough. Pete, to- Pete, Pete, how's man's coin doing by the way, in this, uh, in this bull market. Oh man, I think there's like a 0.25 ETH floor, which is, you know, close to a thousand dollars fiat there for you guys. So yeah, it's, it's holding strong. Uh, which is which is great to see for such sound money. And uh, it just has a great team, a great community, and it's hard for projects like that to fail. I'll never sell. I'll never sell. The Total community the is end, huge, baby. for sure. Yeah, um, we're also not going to have a whole lot of Tommy Tremble talk this week, I don't <laughs> think, unless, uh, unless, Sammy, are you into that sort of thing? No, no, absolutely not. I'm only into revenge revenge narratives. Uh, you know, we can we can get into some, uh, some NFT stuff if you guys want, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, without Soccer Dave here to talk about stonks, I just don't know where we go from here. Yeah, I don't know either. I actually I do know. I think we can go to Overzet's overviews is where we can go if if that's okay with you, Pete. Yeah, uh, I would love to. Uh, overview of the week here. I feel like it's another one of those tight weeks as far as pricing and ownership. I think there's a few things that are starting to break though that could create some situations. Obviously, Damian Williams. We could have. Um, uh, Samaj, IP, uh, Samaj P. Ryan, some stuff like this opening up. Uh, we also have some other injury situations to watch. Like I was looking at the optimizers here today and Sterling Shepard is showing up in a lot of optimal lineups. So stuff with his return uh, could make stuff interesting either for him or Kadarius Tony. Oh, so- they, they don't know it's Kadarius Tony season. That's, the optimizer doesn't know. <laughs> I want to be excited for Kadarius Tony, uh, for sure. And this is overall too, just kind of a weak um, slate as far as high over unders. At least when I had initially looked, there was only one game with an over under over fifty. So it feels like we're trending toward a low scoring slate. Yeah, and I honestly feel a little lost without David just here to to read uh, producer Stevens' notes about which games <laughs> have the highest over under of the week. <laughs> You know, um, you know, Tuttle, they actually have this thing on rotogrinders.com. 
and it's called first look and you just open it oh, up shoot it, yeah swear to god it's, it's i a thought great we were the first look the only people doing a first look on the slate don't I mean, you do that, your first yeah, look exclusive. on like monday <laughs> it's you know but that's what makes our first look so valuable <laughs> is it's just late enough to not be a, a good first look and it's just early enough to have no value and that's what we pride ourselves on yep. absolutely <laughs> and you know roto grinders likes to kind of make us compete with the first look you know just compete with other shows and articles it's a, you know scarcity that roto grinders is created <laughs> by itself can I just tell you that Soccer Dave has been doing this for 10 years? So he got Steven, the producer, to, to it's literally just top five total game totals and top five implied team totals of the slate, which is all Kitchen provides in terms of the Swellcast show on a weekly basis. But back when I first met David uh, doing Fantasy Insiders, he um, would hire a virtual assistant. So he'd log on, get some dude from Pakistan to do this exact same thing for him. And he's, I mean, give it to him. I guess it works. So he, he's still doing it. Um, but yeah, like, like Peter said, not a whole lot um, in terms of high game totals so far this week. Uh, Sammy, is there any game particularly you're looking to stack? It doesn't have to be over 50, 50 points, anything like that. Is there anything that you could see that would be a little bit sneakier on this slate? Yeah, I mean, so one of the big chalk games last week was the Vikings and the and the Browns, right? And everyone was like, oh yeah, like this is this is it, you know, narrow target tree, it's all going to get lit. And it decidedly wasn't lit because Baker Mayfield can't hit a throw that I could hit to Odell Beckham, right? Um, but I actually really like going back um, and getting back on Minnesota and the Lions. Um, I think that there's some prime letdowns uh, in this game, particularly uh, Swift on the, on the, on the, the Lions side narrow tree for um for minnesota and we're not quite sure about what dalvin cook's gonna do because dalvin you know kind of like came back and you know he was my highest owned player in gpp not bitter about it at all even a little bit but we'll see what happens with that running back situation i think people are a little soured though on the passing game and so i really like stacking the passing game of minnesota and bringing it back with swift like at Hawkinson too, who's kind of been yeah. a bit of a letdown, but I, I still think he has a big enough role if the Lions are forced to throw. Pete, do you have a game yeah. stack you're looking at this week? Yeah, so I, I think the most, and I'm curious your guys' thoughts, the three most popular game stacks will be New York Giants, Dallas, San Francisco, Arizona, and Philadelphia, Carolina. Do you guys agree with that? Yes. Yes. I, if, yeah. I, I think the Dallas game for sure because of pricing on DraftKings. Oh, and, yeah. and, and swaptions. It's true. Late game um, swap options. The one over under that has come up a bit is Green Bay Cincinnati. That's up to a 50. Uh, it is interesting. Pat Thorman in his pace and snaps uh, article has that as a pace down game, but that one just feels just funky enough to me with how fragile kind of Cincinnati's, you know, pass rate above expectation stuff is, especially if Mixon's out, it makes you wonder, will they be interested in throwing more and they can kind of turn on that switch. So I could see that game also having kind of sneak out a uh, sneaky shootout potential. Pete, are you, are you, or are you not worried about Jair Alexander? <laughs> Let me uh, pull injured? up. Is oh, he? is he? Oh, um, not worried. AC joint. I don't know if he's technically been declared out, but yes, AC joint. Not worried. Not worried. Let me let me, let me let me throw let me throw one more thing at you. Uh, I I enjoy uh, getting in on some of the New England Patriots action in Houston Texans. It is the gross. Gosh. It is the grossest game. It's got a total that's under forty. Um, but 
we we can't we can't deny that this is a Brandon Cooks revenge narrative game, and <laughs> people are also not going to play Damian Harris, uh, or they might, but I mean Damian Harris had like four carries for minus four yards last week because they played Tampa and everyone just throws like 90% of the time against Tampa, but I could easily see like, you don't even need to stack the game, but just a little like Damian Harris, Brandon cooks correlation, a little back and forth. I'm into that. Let me tell you, I tried to uh, tell Mac Jones back in week two or week three, whatever it was, did didn't work too well. Um, but undeniably good spot. My terrible take for that game this week that you can't really have do anything actionable about Um but I think what's going to happen, Ramondre, Ramondre Stevenson season. I think he's going to be active. Yes. And I think he's going to like look, look for inactives basically on, on Sunday. Because if he is, I was going to go to Damian Harris as one of my takes because it's undeniably a great spot for him. But uh, check check which, which running backs are active because it could definitely be a Ramondre. Dude, Brandon Bolden moves like he's got a straight anvil on his back. Like it is egregious and they cannot keep doing this. Like he's just like a special teams dude. So they, I, they need Ramondre in there. I love that take. I'm feeling a little gun shy. We were on the tilt space on Sunday and people were asking us for showdown plays. And I went into like a three minute monologue about Ramondre Stevenson. And then two minutes later, <laughs> he was scratched. Uh, yep. But I do agree with it. And, and if, what, if we've seen one team that is willing to just throw out everything that previously happened and immediately, you know, um, put some guy in to get 20 touches. I mean, that's the Patriots. And I think they'll have no problem doing that with Ramondre. Yeah. I mean, and why we would like Damian Harris is Bill just does what he, right. He's going to run the ball if he can. It's an obvious run spot for them. So this is like the Jonas gray. Yeah. Four touchdown game where Stevenson oh, comes out of nowhere. And, and that, that's my hot take. I, I, again, I don't think you can really do anything with it. Um, but uh, that is my take. Yeah, check there the inactives on rotogrinders.com. Yep. I guess one thing you could do is if you do see Ramondre Stevenson uh, active on Sunday, you could head over to uh, BetMGM, who happens Ooh. to be the sponsor of this show. Man, and smooth. you could go on and you could hit those Damian Harris unders. Uh, so if you want to go do that, you just head over to BetMGM and you use the bonus code GRINDERSBET. Bet $10, get $200 instantly on BetMGM when your team scores a touchdown. My wow, God, you're you so go. much better at this than Tuttle. This is no, this is soccer. Just... Dave butchered that ad read two weeks in a row, and Tuttle just did a seamless segue right into it. What I mean, a severe boom. dunk! This is the Tuttle revenge <laughs> game right here. It was amazing. Take that, soccer, Dave. Um, but the other big news that we have to take into consideration this weekend it will head us into the quarterback position here. Justin Fields now announced starting, and um. Trey Lance, Trey Lance, potentially starting. So, give me your takes on that, Sammy. Uh, I'm, I'm so okay. So, I'm not that pumped on Fields, um, and the reason is, is because we've seen. So, he fell on his face two weeks ago and just like couldn't run the offense. Last week, he actually looked pretty good, um, but you could tell that they really wanted to protect him, right? They really wanted to limit what he had to do, and they may not have the opportunity to do so as much this week. They're on the road against the Raiders. Um, but the Raiders have been playing pretty decently, man. And I think that they want to limit uh, what Fields does. I think last week he had like 17 attempts um, through the air and three rushing. Like that's just not going to get it. He has very little chance of hitting either bonus. Trey Lance, I just think has way, way, way bigger upside. He's better coach. The game environment is better. He's got better weapons. He doesn't have Matt Nagy, which is just an insane plus 
that you can't even quantify. And so I, I really like Trey Lance. I think, you know, my early cash game builds, buddy, I mean, it, it is Trey Lance season. So um, we can get that done. And certainly as the total in that game rises, if that's a game that you want to stack, I mean, you know, you can stack Lance, uh, you can play him naked. Obviously Debo is, is the guy there. You can get real sneaky and get in with Kittle, um, all that stuff. But I think Lance is the guy that I want. And one other thing that actually kind of helps with that decision is they're both in the 4 PM games. So it can be a classic tournament thing where I'm guessing Lance is going to get steamed very hard. I mean, the, the love from the best ball bros, myself included for Lance this summer was very strong. People love Lance. They're going to be excited about him. So if you're buried and you have that stack set up, like going down to fields, um, I think will be probably a good tournament move. Yeah, yeah, it feels feels a rob and just like go complete leverage. Uh, it could be it could be sweet, I guess. Yeah, I'm I know. I know you guys. Good. I know you guys are going to say Mooney, but a rob is the <laughs> he's he's the low owned guy that you want. Nobody's going to play a rob. He's going to be like one point two percent. Yeah, Mooney leads the team in targets. Um, but I agree with you guys. If if ownership, well, if if Lance is starting, I think he'll pretty clearly be the higher owned. Um, player and of the people that played Justin Fields last week, like myself, <laughs> we're going to be hesitant to go back to him um, being capped by Matt Nagy. Um, in terms of high end, so you guys, it sounds like you guys are Trey Lance in cash, completely fine, especially if he starts. Is there anyone more in the mid tier or high end you're looking at, Peter? I mean, I think Dak will also be in the conversation for people. I think he's probably underpriced at 6,900 relative to his ceiling. I mean, I think his ceiling's right up there with Kyler and Brady as far as the other kind of top plays. And then he's just at a really nice price tag. So I'm guessing the cash game bros will be deciding between Trey Lance and Dak Prescott in their builds. Yeah, I think, yes. I think that's right. I mean, it, the other thing is I really like Dak for tournaments because people have been on the Cowboys for a couple of weeks and they have really played way better on defense than we anticipated, right? And so they've, they had the opportunity to give their running backs 30 carries last week. Um, but the Giants may be just good enough to keep this game going back and forth. And, you know, guys like Amari Cooper, or C.D. Lamb, who have really kind of let people down the last couple of weeks, I, I think that's kind of a sneaky way to, to build tournament teams. Yeah, and I'll throw some tournament takes in here too um, at the QB position. Both were games... One highlighted by Sammy earlier in, in the game stacks and one highlighted by Peter. Um, <clears throat> first one would be Kirk Cousins with that Detroit-Minnesota game. Like, I, th I do think actually Dalvin Cook's availability will depend on how pass-heavy the, the um, Vikings go. So if Cook's out, I really do like Cousins. I think last week was the first time he didn't throw two touchdowns in six or seven straight games. Um, but I like him. We still have that pretty narrow tree. K.J. Osborne has been phased out a little bit, still on the field, just not getting as many targets. Uh, so I like him. And then the other one, um, I was with Pete on this one. I, I was very surprised uh, to look at the, the sheet of totals and see the Packers Cincinnati game as high as it was, because it is a pace down spot. Uh, but both teams are really good with efficient efficiency wise. And Jair Alexander, if he is out, I like Joe Burrow. I'm kind of with you guys that if Joe Mixon's also out, uh, we could see a more pass heavy attack out of Cincinnati, which is kind of what we were hoping for to start the season. Zach Taylor is actually pretty smart in terms of that. Um, so I would not be surprised if they went more pass heavy. The problem with Burrow here is who do you stack him with? Do you guys have a take there? It's like, if T Higgins is back, who do you stack him with? 
Right. Yeah. I mean, if T Higgins is back, I, I love, uh, that was kind of a sneaky, uh, advantage edge all last year where you were always getting the ownership discount on these injured players returning. So T Higgins at 5,000 will be interesting. Although, you know, some early ownership projections I've looked at, I mean, he's coming in even slightly higher owned than Tyler Boyd. So I think people are already willing to take the $300 discount and get perhaps a slightly higher ceiling with him. So maybe that leaves Jamar chase as the, the pay up to be contrarian play at 5,800. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the way I am with these Bengals wide receivers and a lot of these situations in general, is just like, let the field decide who they're most confident in and then just arbitrage it with one of the other guys. Yeah, that's a pretty sharp take. Do you have anybody on the Packers side of this game other than Devontae Adams that you would play, Sammy? Uh, I mean, I would play Aaron Jones. And I think Aaron Jones is another guy that, you know, the last couple weeks, you know, he had that one blow up like three or four touchdown game a couple weeks ago. I, I think Aaron Jones is like the kind of guy you want to play in tournaments because we've seen him over the years have this sort of upside, right? Big upside, like three, four touchdown upside. But he rarely is consistent and he's not among the league leaders in, you know, expected points in, you know, rush share, target share. I mean, they 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 split them up. Right. Um, but he's the kind of guy that I just think is is really great for tournaments. Um, so I, I enjoy like having the running back on one side and the passing game on the other side. He's uh he was the guy that stood out to me. Like I, I was just sorting by ceiling projections, top 11 running backs by ceiling all right now projected to get over 10% uh, ownership, except Aaron Jones. He's the one guy in there that's sub 10%. So yeah, he stood out to me as well. Yeah. And he's, he's ninth in the NFL, I think in uh, Scott Barrett's expected points for running back. So it's not like he's a dud by any stretch and certainly it's, it's fueled by one game, but I just think that's a spot where, you know, usually people look at that and they're like, Oh yeah, you know, Rogers to Adams, easy game. Um, but sometimes it's not that easy. So uh, I like Aaron Jones a lot. I'm, I'm interested in some Randall Cobb takes from you guys, because when MBS went out, Randall Cobb got to eat against the Steelers. Obviously the Steelers known for just like covering slot guys with linebackers. So it might've been very game specific, but what do you guys think about Cobb's usage going forward? Probably not a tournament guy per se, just because he, his, his upside is, is limited, but you know, in terms of like a cheap cash guy, would you guys consider him? Go, go ahead, Tuttle. I don't think I, not, not in cash. Um, and he's up to, to 4k, which like, not all that appealing of a price tag. Um, I, I just don't think he'll still see the volume. Like he saw six targets. He was just very, very efficient with his targets last week is basically what it was. Uh, five Caught five of his six targets, caught two touchdowns. The guy that was very inefficient that I do like in that game, which would be the GPP option for me, is Tunyon at tight end. I still think, obviously, extremely touchdown dependent option, uh, but he did finally see seven targets, did nothing with them last week. Uh, but it, that, that's a guy where Tunyon, if he scores two touchdowns, then he's almost automatically in optimal lineups because uh, we don't have Travis Kelsey on the main slate this week. Um, so tight end's not quite as deep. And then Alan Lazard would be like the, uh, I want to do myself harm and make myself tilt all day play because you'll just sit there and watch him on the field. He's like the, the Chris Hogan, right? He just does wind sprints all the time, but he is on the field. He's running more routes that, than Cobb. Uh, he would, just wasn't seeing the targets last week. Uh, so Lazard would be the other really low-owned bring-back option. That is, like, he's going to be on the field, but he's probably not going to do a whole lot with it. If, yeah. Mixon, if Mixon misses, are we smashing? I guess we're not on running backs yet, but, you know, I don't care. Like, whatever. Can, like, we're, we'll yeah, talk about I can, it. I can do whatever I want. You know, I'm the guest. <laughs> no care. rules. Yo, 
Yeah. What, what do we like? How long do you think P Ryan will be if, if Mixon misses? Honestly, I think he'll be too owned, but I want to hear your take. Cause I don't, um, my take is that Chris Evans will be the guy involved with most passing down work. So if, if the Bengals come in and take more of like a pass heavy approach, I think P Ryan could actually get squeezed out more than what we're expecting. Um, but he'll like, yeah, if, if Mixon is, is declared out, I think P Ryan will probably be like 15 to 20% range would be my guess. Yeah. yeah one I of, think one so of the too. things he's, he's 4k on DraftKings. You know what I mean? Like that it's not like he's five grand. So I think a lot of people, I mean, he just like will make so much sense, even if he's not getting passing down work, but certainly from a tournament perspective, like you see a dude getting that much and, and doesn't, isn't guaranteed the lion's share. Like uh, I don't he, play him in tournaments. He's a, and you also think back to how people view these guys, you know, Alexander Madison before this spot start he had, he was always the guy last year that was able to step in and then burned everyone because they got in a negative game script and he wasn't catching passes. Samaj yep. P. Ryan, on the other hand, filled in at the end of last season for Joe Mixon and just absolutely smashed. So I can just see the public kind of getting very excited about him. The one other interesting wrinkle is I assume Leonard Fournette otherwise is going to be very popular at 5,200 yes. as far as like, you know, people jamming, say like Derrick Henry and Fournette. So it'd be interesting to see if P. Ryan opens up and how people split their exposure to Fournette and P. Ryan. So I do have P Ryan's totals here for the, for the three games where Mixon was out last season. The most recent one is the one he absolutely smashed 29.6 points, uh, PPR points. Southern was 10.4 and 6.1. Uh, so one smash out of those three games, he did receive double digit touches in all three. So the workload would be there for what you're looking for, for a 4k back for sure. Um, but let's, let's build a team. Let's build on t- a team on DraftKings here. Yes. Uh, we, we need to remind everybody, even though Dave's not here to force Titans into our lineup, even though Davis isn't here to, I don't know, Davis, Davis will just put some random bad guys. We're get, we're going to make a good team this week. This is a cash game lineup, a cash game GPP lineup. So just remember that when selecting your players. So Sammy, you go ahead. All right. Well, you know, I think the staple of any, any cash game uh, is going to be a good running back. So we're starting off with Aaron Jones. All right. Let's do it. Um, all right. If we're if we're playing that game, then let's at least uh, I'll let Tuttle decide if we want to go heavier on it. But I'll go up with that uh, pay up to be contrarian with uh, Jamar Chase. If everyone's going to be taking the uh, Boyd and Higgins value, yeah, I, I like the Chase call, um, especially if there's no Jair Alexander to be scared about. Right. <laughs> um, let me see. Let me go to my list of guys and see who I will be taking here. Um, I want to do the uh, cousins thing. Yeah, yeah. Let's Possibly. do it. Let's do it. So let's let's do the cousins thing. Let's throw cousins and Jefferson in there. Obviously, Jefferson's going to be the higher own. Should we just do Thielen? I guess then. No, no. no do Jefferson pay up to be contrarian, bro? Jefferson's no, way more alpha. Seven point seven. Be more. No, I, it's so funny, Tuttle, because I did my show uh, last week, and when I did my lineup build with Dink, I said, I know I'm going to play Jefferson when I actually go to submit my lineup, but I want to just say that I picked Thielen, so I do Thielen in the dummy lineup, and then when push comes to sub, you put Jefferson in. So I think we get our Thielen touts in now. All right. That's, that, that's actually such a sharp move. I'm <laughs> Jefferson's just so much more of an alpha. Um, he is. But yeah, let's, let's go Thielen. Um, and then now you're up, Sammy. Okay. Um, so 
I, I mean, I think we, I think we do what I wanted to do and bring this back with Swift. We're spending so much money. This is great. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Throw in, yeah. uh, I think Washington football team will be the chalk low price defense. No, 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 no. We're doing, we're doing something else here. But we just need it as a placeholder here. Yeah, just a placeholder so we know how much salary. We'll no, 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 no. We 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 <laughs> dunk on soccer, Dave. We win all the money and we play the Jacksonville, oh, Jacksonville? Jaguars. All right. That's what we do. That's what <laughs> we do. do soccer Dave special. Here's where we. I print. like it. Yeah, I like it. Um. Okay. That is that is very fun. Um. That gives us five thousand remaining for wide receiver, tight end, and flex. Um. Let's see down here. Do we want to do we want a double stack in this cash lineup? Why don't we just toss a Conklin in here at 3500? Too easy. Yeah, we'll double stack. Oh, hold on. Hold That's 5750 now for final two. Yeah, we got a, we got a little bit to work with. Um, oh my god, you guys, we are 100 bucks short of the of the Damian Harris Brandon Cooks. <laughs> Three, you, I, you really want that? I really want. It. I mean, throw the throw this damn about, lineup you out. You know what where's, probably where's works? Hundred bucks. Cooks and Ramondre works. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ramondre we got to play season. Ramondre in cash. I think that's okay. The, we, we, no, we we can't do that. We can't we can't be uh, illegitimate touts here. Disingenuous. Whoa. Disingenuous. That's the yeah. Word imagine for. having three running backs in a you know in any lineup. It's just bad. Very disingenuous. Um. The problem is, this is kind of a weird spot. This is pretty awkward here. Um, what if in terms you uh, of how we want to finish this out? What if we just like punt it off with Curtis Samuel, and then okay. we could get up to that gives us like Dalvin Cook, Adams. If we want to keep going harder on that game. Oh, let's yeah. What dude? No. What I mean? No, 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 no. no. We need we no. need to get a we need to get Rogers in there. Yeah, the problem is if you're doing that, you. 40 ball from each is very tough which is probably what yeah. you need yeah. to win gpps um but we can still what what other cheap guys down in like say the i don't know 35 to 4500 range do you guys like i mean we're looking at Kadarius coney uh josh reynolds See, it's bad. yeah it's it's bad well we could we could do a little we don't have to stack the game but we could do like a little giants back and forth uh, where we do like Kadarius Tony, and then we get in like, you know, CD Lamb or something like that. But then we still have, then we still have mad money, dude. We get in CD Lamb, and then we go up to Jefferson. I got, go. I got one for you. What if you did? Do we think? I mean, I don't want to give uh, Soccer Dave this, um, but if you put in like Visca at forty eight hundred, then you can play one of the Titans wide receivers. No, no, we we don't put in Visca. We don't we <laughs> oh, don't yes, put in Visca. <laughs> Buddy, I don't know buddy. if you heard, but uh, DJ Chark's out, and uh, LaVisca's now a 30% target share guy. Yeah, I'm excited about the uh, negative four-yard A dot from Visca. I actually don't read that. Visca on this show. Yo, I, I actually read the athletic article on Visca, and he got it got me so pumped up. I read it right before the, the game, and then he, like, had a pretty smash game, and I was like, dude, Visca, like, <laughs> guys, this guy is so beastly. But, no, I mean, what we do is we put in Tony – we put yeah, in Yeah, I, I like man. how you finished it out. Yeah. And then and then we go okay. up and then we actually get Jefferson and leave yep. old Dusty Thielen in the in the in the hayseeds. And there we go. Boom. All right. All right. So we're going Tony and Lamb, Lamb and then upgrading to Jefferson. Yeah. And look at look at the swaptions it gives us too. A lot of late game swaptions. I mean, this is just God, this is a good lineup. 
Um, really, then, I'm playing this. I, I don't I do, mind this. I'm playing it. What, yeah, Pete, Pete has his concerns though here. Dude, yeah, when, no, when, dude, when the Jaguars smash Tennessee and just like put up 23 points on DST, I mean, it's going to be a complete print. Then you put the money back into NFTs, buy some more Bitcoin, you buy some bears, you know what I mean? Like you buy some some punks. We're all fellow no punkers now. Isn't that I, right, Pete? Um, I No, I, I actually am back to owning a fifth of a punk. More on that, uh, I'm sure, man. later. Oh, wow. uh, I, How I, rich. Do, I do just want to... Um, because we all like this lineup so much and are playing it, I do just want to say I am putting this in the Modelo 5K NFL Beat the Bus contest, which is the official beer of fans with a fighting spirit. So please don't dupe me in that contest. That's all I'm asking. Don't dupe him, bro. Yeah. All right. So now that we know not to dupe people, that me uh, it must be a oh if they if they mess up my dehember uh, climate change joke i mean i they, i don't i don't know where to go from here soccer dave pulled the plug on the audience <laughs> kitchen is yeah sabotaging us yeah tough we're, su- tough. we're supposedly back um so do we want to even this is perfect honestly we just talked about derrick henry you guys won't believe <laughs> us hear it. <laughs> we just talked about derrick henry you don't we need to it. hear it we talked about it. We were muted unintentionally. We made a great joke, Derek Henry. I made a great joke. Sammy everybody. made a great joke. Yeah. And uh, so let's talk about other running backs not named Derrick Henry. Let's. Let's. Can we talk about Najee Harris? Nobody want, Nobody likes Najee Harris, man, because Najee uh, plays for the Steelers and people think the Steelers suck. And they're correct. Absolutely. But Najee leads all running backs, every single one in expected points. Um by a pretty significant margin, uh, even more than Derrick Henry. The guy's got 34 targets in, what, four games? I mean, this is – and Ben's just Dustola. He's a dustless burger. So he's just going to dump it off to, to, to Najee a bunch. And I still think he's being priced below other guys that people, you know, will play. And so uh, I'm in on Najee. 
more more of a cash play because like the Steelers are just drawing stone dead to like score three touchdowns as an offense. But yeah, I, I like Najee and cash. Yeah, and I mean this this does look like the worst game on the slate as far as uh basically having zero shootout potential over under a 40. Uh who knows what's the it looks like Drew Locke is probably gonna play this week. Uh so who knows how that goes. Uh I feel like the Steelers right now have been basically supporting one skill position player. It was the week where he had all the targets. It was Najee. Last week it was Deontay Johnson with Clay pull out. So it's like in a low scoring game, do you want to roll the dice on Najee being the one who gets all the volume? It's probably a pretty safe bet, but man, I, I just, that game is gross. Yeah. He's got, he's got really safe floor, but I think the upside is certainly limited by that team being awful. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think the most popular low 6k guy is going to be DeAndre Swift. Yep. So we, you, we you, don't, you don't think the, you don't think the, the game log watchers are going to be in on, uh, on fading him? No, no, I don't think so. And he like it. Basically, what you saw last week was a floor game, and that's why he, this is why he's a good player, right? Still saw six targets. Yep. And All, yeah. also that stiff arm that he had, what a couple weeks ago, basically adds three to four percentage points of ownership every week now. Like once people are like, oh man, he's a grown ass man. Uh, now you have to pay the premium. That's that's why Derrick Henry seventy five percent cash, right? Yeah. yeah. The stiff arm uh, booster there. Yeah. I mentioned that I really like Damian Harris. I'm not sure. I don't really have a great feel for what ownership's going to be, but I just think, you know, Damian Harris, assuming Ramondre is inactive, of course, um, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just big on Damian Harris, man. I think it's, I think it, again, last week was a real specific spot that teams don't want to run against Tampa at all. Um, but he's, he's also seeing more targets, right? He's, he's running more routes than he has ever before with James White out. I know that Brandon Bolden got like six catches last week, but Harris is running more routes and they've been more willing to use him in the passing game. So if like, he's not a complete zero, he's like, whatever, like 4.9, 5k, something like that. Like I, I, I like me some Damian Harris, man. Yeah. To me, he'll be like a very ownership specific play. Like last week I was playing Zach Moss, I believe at 5,200, same matchup there. Uh, and just liking kind of the potential game script and, and touchdown expectation. I do think there are enough red flags with Harris to where if he's over 10% or gets steamed, like that's a stay away from me. But right now I'm seeing him like six, 7%. I think that's probably a pretty good play there. We need, we need Damien takes. I would, I can't believe Davis is not on this podcast for <laughs> Damien Williams week. Like unfreaking believable. This is his time, man. It's very, very tough, but I, I, at his price, do you, do you guys think that Damian Harris is going to be somebody you turn to? I wanted him cheaper, honestly. Uh, for real. I was hoping yeah. for like the 4K price tag or like the 46 or something like that, and we did not get it. Yeah, I mean, the one nice thing about Damian Williams, say, compared to P. Ryan, is you do feel pretty confident about him getting the pass game work as well. There's not like a Chris Evans there to kind of steal that from Damian Williams. So I do think that gives him a bit of a higher floor. Uh, so I, I like Damian Williams. Uh, I know it's just a broken record saying ownership, but if he's the odd man out between like Fournette and P Ryan there in the middle, uh, I'll definitely be pretty interested in him. Yeah. Um, some potential pivots off of these guys in the same ish range. Well, potentially not a pivot, potentially extreme chalk. If Zeke misses, I don't think he will. I did just see a tweet by, um, 
one of those aggregate sides. NBC Sports Edge, I think, is what they're going by these days. About Zeke missing practice here on Wednesday. Yeah, they had to rebrand Obviously. after Silva left. They they did they couldn't even. Yeah. You know what show doesn't rebrand after Silva left? This show. That's right. We got forceful, baby. So Pollard would be like chalk chalk. Uh, oh yeah. Obviously, if Zeke leaves, and and like um, and like kind of unfadeable chalk. Like yeah. I mean, he's, he's the one. He's not the Damian Williams where you worry about ownership. He's the the jam them in if if Zeke does not play. Yeah, he's Zeke putting up twenty eight. He's putting up twenty eight. Like one hundred percent if Zeke doesn't play. Fournette though, again to kind of be like the look at ownership with this guy. Um, obviously, usage has been extremely. Uh, good for him in, in his direction. I think he saw like 80% of the snaps last week. Ronald Jones got the touchdown though, uh, which is just hilarious. You will Scavenger. want you will want Bernard to be out again so we can keep that passing game role for Fournette. Um, but he's he's just way too cheap. Um, but yeah, we got to move over to wide receiver. But before we do that, do we have to tout our own show here? Uh, make sure to, to go ahead and, and push that like button let's make this the most viewed show most liked show without soccer dave here smash it smash that like button uh, we need subscribe to, to the channel right, how many how many likes for me to permanently replace soccer dave how many do we need uh, a, a thousand likes and you get to have his his uh kitchen the spot. spot and also okay. you guys know that kitchen my guess is kitchen doesn't end up watching back the episode but he will definitely read all the comments to just try to gauge yes. sentiment so if you yes. guys can just do lots of like oh my god incredible show i can't quite put my finger on it but this one just hit different just kind of stuff like that i think would probably work really well yes give us all those comments <laughs> um don't necessarily be mean to soccer Dave. No, don't be mean but yeah just uh say how much you enjoyed this show compared to other shows <laughs> I love it. He'll blame, um, he'll blame it on Davis as he often is wanting to See, that's to do. the problem here. Yeah. That is. Yeah, he'll take all the credit for Davis's career, but, you know, bad comments. He's, <laughs> he's, he's shifting it over. Okay, so wide receiver. Let's not waste time on the alphas like Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson. We know these guys are awesome plays. Devontae's going to be chalked this week, I think. Um, let's, let's move on down more to that mid-tier. And – I also don't really want to talk Cowboys all that much because I think they're going to be very heavily owned with Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb where they are. Uh, Peter, do you have anybody else to mention other than the four guys that, that yeah. I told you not to talk about? I know it is. It's like I feel like we keep getting the same dynamics where the Dallas Cowboys wide receivers are slightly underpriced, so they become chalk. The, uh, the Vikings guys are just slightly priced up enough to where they never get over 10%. It's just like the same conversations every week. I mean, one guy that stood out to me Jacoby Myers at 5,600. I know that's even going a little lower in the mid range. I think he's really interesting. I would also say that the Bucks wide receivers, um, again, just having that dynamic where no one really knows which one to play or what to do with them kind of brings their ownership levels all down. So they're interesting. And then I think also trying to figure out what's going on with the Chargers with Keenan and Mike Williams. Mike Williams coming off of that big dud on Monday night football. I think he's going to be really low owned there at, at 7,200. So I think it's shaping up for a much better tournament week than wide receiver uh, at wide receiver than last week, where it was like all the top ceiling guys were catching 10 plus percentage points of ownership. But Keenan Allen is like the opposite of Cooper cup, right? He <laughs> is like the most Uber inefficient guy getting mad targets. He's down to 6.5 on DraftKings, and his targets have gone 13, eight, 12 and 11. Um, I, I, to me, I, I think I'm playing Keenan Allen in cash. 
Like, I just think this is 6.5 is too low for a guy getting that kind of volume. And, you know, if he douches me with uh, another 36 yard performance, what am I going to do? But I, I, I'm going back to Keenan Allen. Well, yeah, I'm right there with you with Keenan. After we get under the 5k range, do we have anybody under 5k not named Kadarius Tony that you would consider playing? I mean, I think you not named I mean, LaVisca either. I, I think too, it's always like you don't want to do the Nick Westbrook thing where you're just eating the bad, cheap chalk. Uh, I'll be curious to see where ownership shakes out on like KJ Osborne, Curtis Samuel. Um, I think you can toss Randall Cobb in there as well. He just looked pretty good last week. Uh, one of those guys will probably end up coming in relatively low owned, but there's no like smash that I'm just so excited to go play. I'm actually going to, I'm actually going to throw out Waddle. I like Waddle. With um, no Fuller. Yeah. Waddle was seeing pretty significant target share uh, without uh, Will Fuller in and Will Fuller is back to the IR, broke his finger, RIP, hell of a run. Good job, kid. Um, but Waddle's that guy who's, who's, you know, obviously first rounder, super high pedigree. Um, and I think with, with Will Fuller back out, I think he's a pretty good value against Tampa Bay who like multiple teams now have like shown that what they want to do is like not even pretend to run against Tampa. And I think people are seeing that. And, and, you know, we saw the Cowboys do it. We saw the Patriots do it. If Miami does something like that and they become really pass heavy, uh, I think, I think this is a great price for Waddle. Yeah. I like the Waddle call. Um, I'll throw two more out there, I guess. Um, Terrace Marshall, Pete's guy. Um, it's been tough scenes so far. My bags for me. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pump your bags. It's been tough scenes for the guy, um, but he's still running a lot of routes. He's still on the field. He's he's an alpha. It's it's just going to take some time for us to see it. Maybe they won't try to force feed Robbie Anderson targets this week because they saw how inefficient those were. Um, so yeah, I, I think Terrace Marshall is worth some shots in tournaments. And then the other guy that I do like quite a bit. Um, depending on where ownership comes in. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, uh, I think, is a, a pretty strong pivot. I don't know if people will really play Debo all that much at this price um, on DraftKings where he's 7,800, uh, but he's he's a pretty obvious stack candidate. You do not have to stack Trey Lance if, you, all, if he starts. All Debo has to do is get wide open without anyone within 20 <laughs> yards of him. He pays off his price easy. Like, yeah. Yeah, there you go. But so Ayuk, I, I do think at 4,500 would be – the other guy worth talking about. Um, let's go over to FanDuel. Do we have can a FanDuel? Can, can, I, can I pump Brandon Cooks one more time? Just, oh. just, <laughs> you love Brandon Cooks. I love I love Brandon Cooks. And here's, I mean, the reasons why. He sucked last week. Revenge game against New England. And we no longer have to worry about Stefan Gilmore. Oh, wow. I was I was very worried uh, considering yeah, he was Stephon on the pup Gilmore. list. Had he even come back yet? <laughs> Was he even going to be back? No, he was not going to be back. Okay. But now we don't. Now, now, I mean, even his presence, like we don't have to worry about him coaching up the DBs on the sideline. We don't have to worry about him pumping anybody up. You know, somebody else in the defensive backfield going to have to make the calls and call coverages. Like, you, there's all sorts of things, kind of, kind of boots on the ground kind of feel. You have to understand, like, you know, this is this is you got to understand football. You got to no, watch no, the no. Game. The real, the real reason, the real reason is because MGM mandates that we mentioned two defensive players on this show each week. So we did hit our quota with uh, <laughs> Jair Alexander and Stefan Gilmore. Hit, hit the over. This is what they brought me in for. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I play a lot of IDP, man. Oh, we know. So, we know. So Sammy mentioned about how many people are going to write about Derrick Henry stats against Jacksonville. Um, 
I think we're going to see a whole lot of Bill Belichick takes away the team's top weapon. And you can't play Brandon Cooks because of that. I think that's oh, even be- more, even more contrarian. God, just inject <laughs> it into my veins. This is this is it. This is the Brandon Cooks eruption week. So here's the thing. Brandon Cooks is super cheap on FanDuel.com. Oh, buddy. Oh, How are we going to be able talk, to get Talk him? dirty to me, Tuttle. Let's go. 6,300. 6, just to appease Sammy here, let's play Brandon Cooks. I'll, I'll use him as my pick even. I'll, I'll pick Brandon wow. Cooks to, to start our FanDuel lineup off here. I love it. I love and it. I, you We're, know what? I'll continue to pay it for. We're going to roll out the red carpet for our guests, and I'm going to go ahead and get Sammy's favorite mini correlation there with Damian Harris. So not only does Sammy, our guest, get the two guys he wants, but he also gets the next pick. I'm not going to pan my I'm not going to pan my camera down because I am <laughs> I am aroused right now. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep those pants on, man. Not going to lie to you guys, this is this is really fantastic. Um, gosh, so good. All right. Um, I think that we okay. Here's here's what I want to do. No. Okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm going back and forth. I'm going all sorts of places. You guys, um, I can't even make a pick. You guys took everything from me. We, we took his breath away. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I'm just, <sighs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, I actually want to go, I, I know I said waddle, uh, but touchdown heavy in this sort of format, I actually want to go with Mike Gusecki. Wow. Yeah. So Gasecki played like 30% of the snaps in week one, something like that. Like he was like persona non grata. And the last three weeks, he has been seeing more and more and more volume. Um, you know, obviously we got Brissett in there, but the last the last two weeks uh, with Brissett, 10 targets and five targets. So uh, I'm in on Gasecki. And if you guys want to run some stuff back on the Tampa Bay side, I'm into it. Uh, this guy's not even yeah. a, this guy's not even tight end really either. I like the Gasecki play. Yeah. What, 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 we have an objection though? Oh, no, I was going to say, uh, leading the witness saying, uh, if you guys want to bring it back with some Tampa Bay, but I was, I was actually looking at that right now, but it's, uh, it's Tuttle's pick. Yeah. See, I don't think we should oblige Sammy too much here. I, th- I think we gotta, <laughs> we gotta make some, some decisions by ourselves. And I'm going to take the quarterback and a stacking candidate with him. Um, we have a lot of money to work with currently. Guy's not, not much of an alpha so far this season um but i'm gonna go with kyler and deandre hopkins here yeah love it yeah i was looking at the uh optimals on lineup hq and kyler murray in 100 percent of uh of lineups just with that that amount of money but i do think getting hopkins people just feel people are just kind of collectively down on him just because aj green rondell and kirk have been kind of hogging most of the production so I, i like that idea of going back to him here in this spot um all right and because this is a cash game gpp lineup um i do think we should bring it back um why don't we why don't we do the iu call here i i do think kittle looks very nice as well at 6500 but i don't think we're going to go double tight end here so let's let's save a little money and go Ayuk as the bring back amazing let's do it we're, we're gonna try to see what what defense do we want to plug in because we're going to have some some decent money to save here. I mean, who's I, I I I think I think Denver. I think you want just, this. I didn't know if you're going to vouch for the steel curtain here. So. No, I, I I think I think we go contrarian and we actually play Denver against the steel. With the curtain. road team. Yeah. All right. 
I think that's the way to go. I'm taking, I'm taking Denver. I mean, this is going to be a fantasy cheat code all this year is just like play whatever defense is playing the Steelers. So that only thing I w- 79.50. Yeah. And the only, yeah. the only thing I want to get off about Denver real quick here is if you're watching, don't, don't watch the game. You'll see Drew Locke giving Ben Roethlisberger about the ball at their own 30. Like it's, it's going to be a good field position for the, for the Steelers. It's just going to be if, if they can cash in on it or not. Dude, we have so much money left. We have like 8k a player. Um, Who is it? It's uh, Sammy. Yeah, I think it's back to Sammy. I took I took the defense, but I'm down a I'm down a rocket back here. Um, oh, we took Hopkins. This is so weird. FanDuel just keeps your keeps the players in the pool. Yeah. Um, Sorry, this yeah, is my first time logging in a Fanduel this season. <laughs> so. <laughs> um. Yeah. Let's let's take Austin Eckler, man. Okay. Let's take Eckler. You are aware that he only gets a half point for his receptions on this thing. Ooh, <laughs> half point PPR. Tough scene. Deal, tough scene. Deal breaker. That leaves us um, Devontae, too. Devontae perfectly, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Snug is a bug. All right, what, what are we throwing this one into, Pete? I put uh, this besides, in the 20- besides our Besides our cash game. Yeah, I mean, FanDuel really kills me. There's no free rolls out there for the rent seekers of the world, so I do have to pony up a dollar into the 25K Sunday NFL Squib single entry, and I am begging you guys to not dupe me in there. I will actually, uh, can I buy like a third of equity? I'll, yeah. I'll PayPal you, Venmo you 33 cents. <laughs> PayPal and... me 33 cents. Thank cool. you. Yeah. What does the, what's the first place in that one get? Let's see here. Let's, ah, oh, man, I can't believe I didn't even check out the payout structure before firing 2000 to first super smooth oh. payout structure though. Really mm, nice. Mm, you might, how many man's coins can I get? That's, that's a couple <laughs> man's coins, right? I mean, that's like two NFT versions. That's right. <laughs> All right. So we got Kaseki on our FanDuel team. D-Chalk at the tight end position without Travis Kelsey being an option this week probably will be Darren Waller, although he's he's been a little bit disappointing, uh, but he's seen seven targets, I think, each of the last three games. He still is the guy um, that has easily the highest upside at the position, but usually we like to pay down uh, at this position on, on DraftKings. Who are the cheap guys you're looking at, Pete? Yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be some interesting guys in that like 3,500 and lower range. Cameron Brait, I think, jumps out. Evan Ingram is still probably too cheap at 3,200. We talked about Conklin earlier. I think Ferkser again as well, if if a couple of those wide receivers are out. And we also have Ricky Seals-Jones at the uh, Stone Men there opening up Mm. without Logan Thomas. So this is actually... I feel like probably our best punt tight end week we've had yet. We've had like one option most of these weeks. Last week was Will Disley week. Um, so yeah, I think there's some good options this week if we're trying to punt it off. I think that RSJ played every, I think I read he played every snap for After for Logan Washington. went down. Yeah, after Logan went out. I mean, in cash, I don't know how you get away from that. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sad that this, we've been killing it. I'm cool with what we're, this is the only part time I've missed Davis is he touted, he and I both touted. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take the blame too. We, we touted it, RSJ one random Kansas city showdown slate just for the hell of it. I don't even think RSJ ended up being active for the game, but I, I was, I wanted to get his take on one of his favorite players, but uh, yeah, he's only 2,500 fine play. Um, who else are we looking at Sammy? Tough. Uh, you know, a, a low owned. I think Cole Komet has been really awful the last couple of weeks. I continue to like Cole Komet. 
Um, so he's a guy, he might be the pivot. And of course yep. we want to watch out for George Kittle because I have a long, really storied history. Uh, if you want me to be honest about it with Ross Dwelly. Um, and uh, I, I love Ross Dwelly. He's made me a lot of money in my oh, day. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's right. So those, those are the guys I'm looking at cheap. I, you know, like I said, the cash game option, I think is RSJ. I think, uh, you know, certainly Dalton Schultz is going to be really popular. Um and, and as well he should be but they are you know the funny thing about Schultz is that they're really going out of their way to make things happen for him right they're, they're kind of playing offense in a different way uh without Gallup in the lineup they're not just going like three wide and airing it out a bunch they're going a lot of two tight end they're mixing stuff up they're going a lot of doing a lot of stuff inside instead of going uh outside to like Lamb and Cooper um, and with Schultz, they're really like setting things up for him. They did multiple like tight end screens, like a couple of things purposely to get the ball in his hands. So I'm, I'm super in on that. And I really think that that's going to leave the middle of the tight end tier. The guys we were talking about earlier, the Tunyons, the Gaseckis, um, with really low ownership, because I think people either go high, low here and will have so much value low that I think people will probably stay away from, from that mid tier. And if they don't, it's going to be Schultz. So I think in tournaments, it's like Tunyon and Gaseki for me and a lot of it. And also, I think you toss in Hawkinson there. You know, sure. we were talking about yeah, yeah. we brought back DeAndre Swift in that cousin stack. I mean, Hawkinson at 100 cheaper than Kittle with everyone getting so excited about Lance and that price there. I think Hawkinson's probably going to be way under-owned. The, the game log bros are not going to be in on Gronkinson. Not no. at all. <laughs> um, okay, I think that pretty much does it. Um Trying to think if if there's anything else to plug. Um, don't forget we're, we're, again. Did we did we give too much actionable info on the I show? I think we probably did. It was like a disconcerningly informative show. Yeah, I don't. I I this is this wasn't what I was going for at all, man. I think <laughs> I think we all we all might have had a bad show. I'm not sure. You did tell us you were incredibly erect over the thought of Damian Harris and Brandon <laughs> Cooks in the same lineup, and that kind of got us more on brand. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to end the show with a terrible take. Um, but before I do, I want to say again, make sure to smash that like button. Add some comments down there so Soccer Dave can read them. Let us know how good of a show we did without him. Um, but before I end with the terrible take, Sammy, anything you want to talk more about other than Brandon Cooks and Damian Harris? Um, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to fire off uh, an IDP take. And I, and I really think that for the Bengals, Jesse Bates uh, missed last Thursday night. Uh, but I think he might play this week. And if so, you'll want to watch out for uh, what's going on on the other side with the, with the Green Bay Packers. I think he could really slow down uh, some of the Packers. Randall Cobb going over the middle. Don't chase him if Jesse Bates is back in. <laughs> Final thought. Boom. All right, Peter, what you got? Uh, yeah, just make sure you're staying out of my way in the squib and the Modelo uh, reach the bus uh, contest. You know, this is a service to you guys, but I did get first dibs on those lineups, and I just want to make sure you guys aren't duping me. There you go. Um, and like last week, I'm going to give two terrible takes. One, one that's just not as attractive, and then one that's probably not that terrible of a take, but could be a little bit lower owned. Um, I'll go with the terrible take that will be a little bit lower owned, but it's not that crazy of a play. Nick Chubb. We didn't talk about him. Uh, this is the spot. I, I think this is actually one of the more interesting spots. Uh, Los Angeles has dared teams to run on them. They really defend the pass well. Thing is, Baker's not that good. So we might see more uh, heavy fronts against Los An or against Cleveland this week out of Los Angeles. But still, Chubb, uh, he's my 
top tier, terrible take. And then my lower one, got to give it to, to Kitchen and the, and the Tennessee Titans, Anthony Ferkser. Uh, I, this one is more of if, if some of those receivers are out again, if Julio Jones and AJ Brown are out, if they are, Ferkser's back, back on the field running those routes. And uh, they just don't have a whole lot of receiving options if uh, Brown and Julio Jones are still injured. Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it here for week five's edition of the Swellcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thank <laughs> you.